Welcome to Misty 101 podcast. We hope that you enjoy this episode of our podcast. Incredible strength storm Malik churns up extreme 147 miles per hour gales, cars crushed in chaos. Three cars were struck by a collapsed wall in a car park behind Lidl in Dalkeith in Scotland. The cars that were crushed by the wall were an Audi A5, a Corsa, and a Fiesta. The vehicles were parked near New Mills Road. The wall collapsed due to the high winds in the early hours of this morning. It comes as Storm Malik has already begun wreaking chaos as it expects to record severe winds of between 50 mph to 75 mph. Tweeting about Storm Malik, meteorologist Sean Batty said, had an extreme gust of 147 miles per hour recorded on the Cairngorm summit an hour ago. This is an incredible strength, but still a way off from the record of 173 miles per hour recorded back in 1986. Another Twitter user, called Joy, described the weather in another part of Scotland and said, Wild in Helensburg, thought this stormy weather was to hit east of Scotland. Gale force winds are already causing trouble for rail passengers in Scotland. There have been nearly 200 trains cancelled today. The Met Office issued three wind warnings yesterday ahead of Storm Malik's arrival. Later, the Met Office upgraded one of the warnings to Amber. Paul Gunderson, chief meteorologist for the Met Office, said. The impacts of Storm Malik are going to be greatest in Denmark on Sunday, but the track of the storm in the preceding hours means that the UK will be dealt a glancing blow as Malik moves eastwards on Saturday. For those in the north of the UK there will be high winds and rain on Saturday, with showers possibly turning wintry in the high ground in the north. The highest winds are expected in exposed coastal areas in the north and east of Scotland but it will be a windy day for most. More very strong winds are expected as another low-pressure system moves across northern areas of Scotland on Sunday. Some snow is also possible across parts of Scotland. A yellow wind warning is in place for the northern UK for Sunday. This yellow warning will come into effect from 6pm on Sunday until noon on Monday. Storm Malik claims four more lives in Northern Europe, after leaving two dead in the UK. A powerful storm which left two people dead in the UK has swept through Northern Europe killing at least four others, as it destroyed homes and left thousands of households without electricity. Storm Malik also damaged cars, closed bridges, and caused flooding as it advanced across the Nordic region on Sunday. It brought strong gusts of wind and extensive rain and snowfall to Denmark, Finland, Norway and Sweden. Malik reached the Nordic region and northern Germany late on Saturday after moving in from the UK, where it caused widespread damage and transport chaos. Scotland, where a 60-year-old woman and a 9-year-old boy were killed by falling trees, was hit particularly bad as strong winds hammered northern parts of the UK. Wind gusts of more than 100 miles per hour, 160 kilometers per hour, have been reported in parts of Scotland, causing widespread disruption and power cuts to tens of thousands of homes.
Scotland's First Minister Nicola Sturgeon warned that another storm due to hit the region on Sunday may be more severe for parts of Scotland than anticipated. Excessively strong winds and heavy rain caused the temporary closure of several bridges in Denmark on Saturday, including the Key Orsund Road and Rail Bridge connecting Copenhagen and the Swedish city of Malmö. Danish media reported that a 78-year-old woman died from severe injuries after falling in strong winds. In neighbouring Germany, local media reported that a man was killed on Saturday after being hit by a billboard that was loosened by the storm. Flooding in many parts of Denmark caused substantial material damage. Several traffic crashes caused by falling trees and flying debris were reported to police. Southern parts of Sweden were also badly hit, and thousands of households were without electricity by Sunday afternoon. Ferries to the Baltic Sea island of Gotland were cancelled because of strong winds. Severe damage to houses, cars and boats, among other things, were reported in Norway while heavy snowfall throughout Finland caused road crashes and disrupted bus and train traffic in parts of the country. Britain considering major NATO deployment amid Ukraine crisis. London, Reuters, Britain is considering making a major NATO deployment as part of a plan to strengthen Europe's borders in response to Russia massing troops on the border with Ukraine, the government said on Saturday. Britain has said that any Russian incursion into Ukraine would be met with swift sanctions and would be devastating for both sides. Prime Minister Boris Johnson is due to visit the region next week, and also will speak to Vladimir Putin by phone. Johnson is considering the biggest possible offer to members of the NATO Defence Pact in the Nordics and Baltics, which would double troop numbers and send defensive weapons to Estonia, his office said. This package would send a clear message to the Kremlin we will not tolerate their destabilizing activity and we will always stand with our NATO allies in the face of Russian hostility Johnson said in a statement. I have ordered our armed forces to prepare to deploy across Europe next week, ensuring we are able to support our NATO allies. Officials will finalize the details of the offer in Brussels next week, with ministers discussing the military options on Monday. Stepping up diplomatic efforts after facing criticism for not doing enough, Johnson will make a second trip to meet NATO counterparts early next month, his office said. Britain's foreign and defence ministers will also both go to Moscow for talks with their Russian counterparts in coming days, with the aim of improving relations and de-escalating tensions. Prince Andrew should get out of lawsuit to avoid modern-day Hindenburg, expert. Prince Andrew risks a modern-day Hindenburg disaster if he decides to go to trial, a U.S. brand and reputation management expert Eric Schiffer has claimed. The Duke of York is being sued by Ms. Guyoufer in New York. Among her allegations against Prince Andrew, Ms. Guyoufer, formerly Virginia Roberts, is accusing the Duke of York of sexual assault and battery. She claims she was trafficked by late convicted sex offender Jeffrey Epstein to Andrew on three occasions in 2001 when she was 17, and forced to have sex with him. Ms. Guyoufer is seeking unspecified damages.
Prince Andrew categorically denies any wrongdoing. On Wednesday, he demanded a trial by jury in his official response to Ms. Giuffre's claims. Speaking prior to this latest development, Mr. Schiffer said he believes the Duke should get out of the lawsuit. He told Express.co.uk, I think the best counsel Prince Andrew could have been given would have been to never get within a 10-mile radius of Epstein. Asked if he would advise the Duke to settle, he continued, whether he settles or not, getting out of this lawsuit is crucial to protect any level of dignity for the family and himself. Going to a full trial, Mr. Schiffer claimed could be harmful for Andrew's reputation for the attention the case would attract around the world and the coverage of every single detail. He said, it would get covered wall to wall around the world. He added, he needs to find every last dollar to escape what would be a modern-day Hindenburg for any lasting essence of dignity and reputation for himself. In his recent official response to the lawsuit filed by Ms. Gayu for last summer, Prince Andrew issued 41 denials, rejecting all allegations of wrongdoing and also the fact he was a close friend of Epstein's girlfriend and convicted sex trafficker Ghislaine Maxwell. He also said 40 times he lacks sufficient information to admit or deny other claims made by his accuser. Among the claims by M.S. Gaiufra he refused to deny or confirm there is her statement she was a victim of Epstein. While he demanded a trial by jury, he also submitted 11 defences calling for the case to be dismissed. Among the eight admissions included in his response, Andrew acknowledged he is a UK citizen and resides at Royal Lodge in Windsor. He also admitted he stayed at Epstein's Manhattan mansion in 2010 and walked with him in Central Park during that same visit. Prince Andrew's official response to the lawsuit came a few days after Buckingham Palace issued a statement announcing he had returned his military and royal patronage to the Queen. The announcement also stressed the Duke was to face the lawsuit as a private citizen. The statement read, with the Queen's approval and agreement, the Duke of York's military affiliations and royal patronages have been returned to the Queen. The Duke of York will continue not to undertake any public duties and is defending this case as a private citizen. While he retains his full royal title, royal sources said the Duke won't use his His Royal Highness style in any official capacity anymore. This move was taken one day after Judge Louisa Kaplan had ruled against Andrew's lawyer's request to throw out the civil lawsuit. Long Covid expert says the world is in deep trouble. While some are hopeful the Covid pandemic will end soon, the long-term effects of the virus may affect some survivors for years down the line and have debilitating effects on the lives of young and previously healthy people. Long Covid is a somewhat common mysterious and potentially devastating condition where a person suffers symptoms of the virus for weeks to months after infection. It can manifest in different ways, from altered or lost smell, to crippling fatigue, and even to severe psychiatric symptoms in some rare cases. While experts believe it is tied to an immune response to the virus, the exact reason has not been confirmed. 
The condition often appears in people who suffer from more mild infections as well, usually younger, healthier, people without many pre-existing medical issues. With the Omicron variant infecting Americans at a rapid pace, up to 800,000 infections recorded daily in the U.S. at its peak and recorded infections likely only accounting for a third of actual cases, millions of Americans may suffer long health defects as a result of the winter Omicron surge. Dr. Leonard Jason is a psychology professor at DePauw University that works with long COVID patients. He told DailyMail.com that the potential of the Omicron wave causing the condition in so many survivors could have severe negative consequences long term. That is gonna create all kinds of economic consequences, and to our healthcare system Jason said. He told DailyMail.com that anywhere from 10 to 30% of COVID survivors continue to suffer at least some symptoms long term. For even the more mild versions, where a person loses their sense of smell or has an occasional headache, dealing with the day-to-day impact of the condition can deteriorate their quality of life and hurt their ability to take part in regular activities. Those that suffer more severe symptoms, like extreme fatigue, frequent body aches or sensory issues may be put out of work, causing strain to their loved ones. Many will also require a caretaker, at least for a temporary period, which pulls another productive, functioning, member of society out of communities. This will be a problem for society going forward, it's hard for people to understand Jason added. If millions of Americans were infected with COVID over the past two months of the Omicron variant's reign, with some projecting up to 40% of Americans being infected at some point, and at least 10% develop long COVID, it could be devastating. Jason notes that even simple positions like football coaches, camp counselors and scout leaders, which are not seen as particularly important to society as a whole but still can greatly impact the lives of some individuals, could be in short supply. Dr. Noah Greenspan a cardiopulmonary physical therapist in New York City that has treated COVID and long COVID patients since the pandemic started in March 2020, fears the current COVID situation has the country, and the world as a whole, in deep trouble. Greenspan also said that it is too soon to tell how likely Omicron is to cause long COVID, and whether the condition manifests differently in patients that were infected by the new strain. At this moment in time, I am 100% sure that we don't know whether people who contract Omicron are more likely or less likely to develop long COVID he told DailyMail.com. It is way too soon since many people who have developed long COVID have developed symptoms weeks or even months after their acute infection. He also notes that one of the most notable traits of long COVID is how unpredictable it is. The classic long hauler has a more diverse, random, far less predictable course, more diverse and random symptoms, with less of a pattern he said. It's as if you stuck your hand into a bag of symptoms and pulled out your own personal symptom constellation, or your own personal the Vinci code. Jason is optimistic about the future, and believes that all the information scientists have gathered about COVID 
long COVID, and coronaviruses as a whole, will likely lead to treatments and therapies forming that will help the nation get over this hump. I would keep betting on creativity and scientists around the world, he said. UK smokers face £100 fine as new rules to crack down on cigarette users. The shake-up to the regulations however do not come into force for smoking in a pub, street or cafe, but somewhere that until now had relatively little legislation governing the act. The new highway code will now see smokers face the penalty for throwing a cigarette butt out of the window, in a ruling designed to protect the environment and other road users. The changes aim to clamp down on drivers disposing of their smoking waste incorrectly. The act is considered to be a form of littering and could land you with a pretty hefty fine if caught. Despite smoking in your car being perfectly legal, as long as you and all passengers are over 18, incorrect disposal of cigarette butts could result in a penalty of £50 to £100. The rule change comes into force as part of a shake-up to the highway code road hierarchy. The aim is to make things safer for more vulnerable road users. Finance firm Carmoney's Andrew Marshall says, more and more drivers are being caught out on the roads by unexpected fines. The new changes to the highway code will place more responsibility on road users and it will be a criminal offence to disobey them. More publicised offences, such as making phone calls whilst driving are already deemed unacceptable in our society but simple things such as throwing a cigarette out of a window are what we see on journeys every day, and often without consequence. We are reminding road users to be considerate of other road users and obey driving laws for their own safety and the safety of others whilst travelling. With a series of new rules now in place, there are some that may be easily missed according to car money. In an effort to combat dangerous driving, the Highway Code now states that drivers caught changing songs on their phones could face a fine. This also includes any other phone activities such as taking photos or videoing, any of which could see drivers hit with a £200 fine and are considered acts of dangerous driving. Though using your phone while driving was made illegal in 2003, these new rules were set to catch up with other phone usage laws. Motorists who crawl into the box at a traffic light can face serious consequences. Drivers caught passing over the white line could face not just a £100 fine, but three points on their license also. Advanced stop lines, or ASLs, mark areas reserved for cyclists. While keeping your number plate spotless can be quite the challenge, especially during these winter months, the new rules provide a harsh fine as an incentive to do just that. Failure to keep the plate clean and visible could land motorists a more than a substantial fine of £1,000. After driving along dirt roads or in poor weather conditions, it is advisable to give your license plate a quick clean. One of the main rules that have come into force is the so-called hierarchy system. The hierarchy of road users is a concept that has been brought in to rank those who are at a higher risk in the event of an accident. Those who are most vulnerable top the hierarchy and it's no surprise that it's pedestrians.
the full hierarchy of road users is pedestrians, cyclists, horse riders, motorcyclists, cars forward slash taxis, vans forward slash minibuses, larger vehicles such as HGVs and buses, Canary Islands, weather warning in Tenerife, Gran Canaria, Lanzarote, battered by wind. The weather forecast from the State Meteorological Agency, EMA, shows more haze for the rest of the weekend in the Canary Islands. A yellow warning for haze is in place across all the islands. Dust and sand from a Kalima are expected to limit visibility by around 3,000 meters with the warning in place until the end of the weekend. A Kalima is a dust storm where strong winds carry dust from the Sahara to the Canary Islands. It causes a layer of dust to settle on houses and cars and can be very dangerous for drivers. It can also be dangerous for people's lungs and residents and tourists are advised to take precautions. A Twitter user called Angela, based in Tenerife, said, We have a Kalima, not good, so very dusty, bit like a fog. Bad for your chest. Sun is up there somewhere but it's warm and calm after Friday's storm. The Kalima can also be seen from the island of Gibraltar where a weather account tweeted satellite imagery of the dust storm. Meteo Gibb said, satellite imagery from NASA Terra Modis for Saturday, shows clearly the intense plume of dust streaming off Morocco and affecting the Canary Islands and which was also very evident over southern Iberia including Gibraltar. In the past, Kalimas in the Canary Islands have led to flights being cancelled and chaos as roads were obstructed by dust. A Twitter user Wendy Wu said, Anyone coming to Tenerife today, sorry. The Kalima is back with a vengeance. The Kalima is expected to continue into Monday on the island of Lanzarote with low visibility. Jim Black tweeted, In Lanzarote, in the middle of a Kalima. Getting battered with wind and sand from the Sahara. Eerie haze around. Victor Hugo Perez tweeted, Rain and snow today give way to a yellow warning today for haze in Lanzarote, Fuerteventura and Gran Canaria. Very hazy since yesterday, which greatly reduces visibility. Earlier this week, parts of Tenerife were hit by flooding after heavy rain fell in the Spanish region. An underground car park was flooded while some residents' cars were damaged in the downpour. While the Canary Islands are some of the most popular destinations for British tourists in winter, strict restrictions are in place on the islands. In Tenerife, a maximum of six people from different households can gather at a bar or restaurant. Hospitality establishments have to close at midnight while on some of the other islands they can open until 1. Face masks are compulsory indoors and outside in Spain and on all public transport. In some areas tourists will need to book ahead to visit the beach. Taxpayers shoulder cost of keeping a woman in hospital for 14 years. Taxpayers have shouldered the multi-million pound cost of keeping a young woman in hospital for almost 14 years while her parents battled local health authorities over where she should live when discharged. The parents of P, 
who cannot be identified for legal reasons, want their daughter who has complex needs that require around-the-clock healthcare help to live with them in a specially adapted home. But successive delays, followed by an apparent U-turn by health authorities who now want her to go to a nursing home, have delayed her release from hospital, where she has spent most of her time in a high-dependency unit, HDU. As an HDU bed costs about £1,000 a day, her extended stay is likely to have cost up to £5 million. Last month, a judge sitting in the Court of Protection, which deals with cases where a person lacks mental capacity to make their own decisions, ruled she should be moved to a nursing home. Her parents, who spend many hours a day with her, say this will cause her condition to deteriorate because she will be deprived of the support they provide. While the judge left the door ajar for P to move into the family home in the future, her parents fear once she is in the nursing home she will stay there permanently. They have been determined to exclude us so they can shuffle her off to this care home and wash their hands of her said P's father. We believe if she goes there she will never get out. She is ready for home. She is at the most stable she's been during her time in hospital. To put her in another institution, miles away from family, with visitor restrictions it's just not humane. P.S. parents first tried to get their daughter discharged a decade ago. Midway through her stay, they obtained agreement in principle for her to be moved to the family home but delays first practical and then COVID-related have frustrated them. More recently, say P.S. parents, hospital and social services bosses changed their minds. Their lawyers claim the Hospital Trust and Clinical Commissioning Group concocted a secret plan to place her in a nursing home, without consulting them. P.S. mother said, if she's put in a nursing home, it will be absolutely devastating for her. What crime has she committed, to be put there? If that happens, we fear she'll go downhill mentally and physically, because she is highly dependent on us. The NHS Hospital Trust declined to comment. We hope that you have enjoyed our podcast. We thank you for your support. We hope to see you again next time.